batteries to power. Turbines to speed. You're, You're listening, listening to that, the Rachel, lock. that's the last, you've interrupted me all semester. When? No. When do you ever do the intro, Rachel? You know what? I can't work under these conditions. I quit. I quit. Right Wait. now. Wait, come back. No. Wait, come back. Well, I guess we're doing the show alone. Guess it's just the two of us. Well, I'm Kaleeb. And I'm Rachel. And that was Nick. He'll come back next week. <laughs> well, why don't we get started with Wacky World? Wow! I don't believe it. There's something you don't see every day. All right. So my story is howling monster wolf robots deployed in Japan to scare away wild bears. So the town of Takakawa, probably butchering that, purchased and installed a pair of the robots after bears were found roaming the neighborhoods. And we have an audio clip to play from this. So it's like this handcrafted fake animal that's got it looked kind of like tornado siren speakers yeah, it, under it. Yeah, it looks it looks like a like a werewolf mask you'd buy at a Halloween store put on like a fake uh sheep body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. a wolf and sheep's clothing kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um basically it's equipped with noises that it can make both uh wolf-like and machinery-like to try to scare away bears. And it has flashing red eyes that flash. And this thing turns on whenever it senses motion out in the fields. And they just stick these things in the middle of like cornfields. Wow, that's pretty terrifying. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you have to scare away wild bears, you can't just I guess. have a scarecrow. <laughs> that probably wouldn't work. This is just the most elaborate and over-the-top scarecrow I've ever seen in my life. So are these like, do they farm for a living? I bet. I guess who else would get that intense? They're scarecrows. <laughs> yeah, it has, it has 60 different sounds it can emit. <laughs> wow. It wow. even has a little solar charging panel. Wow, sounds like they should it. go into engineering or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is just another classic example of like something that's completely over-engineered. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Of course, leave it up to Japan to come out with something this weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have something that is under-engineered. Uh, Florida Man to bring back the old theme song there. Florida man arrested after strapping downed light pole to car roof on highway. Oh no. And this pole was much longer than the length of the car. So it's just this little red car. Florida man who strapped a light pole to the roof of his car on a highway has been arrested on charges of grand theft, authorities said. So this guy, Douglas Allen Hatley, 71, was pulled over on a Tampa roadway on Monday after another driver reported that a maroon Toyota Camry was hauling a metal pole (laughs) nearly double the length of the car on its roof. It's like a really crappy version of a Christmas tree. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what... I I don't know what he was intending to use it for. He said he found the pole on the ground by the side of the highway. Oh, he wanted to sell the metal for scrap. Oh, classic. So that's not too (laughs) terribly interesting. Yeah, so the driver told authorities that they saw him tie the light pole to his car roof um, and then get back on the highway. (laughs) And apparently um, 
The 71-year-old Lakeland man said he didn't realize it was illegal to remove broken utility and light poles from the side of the road. <laughs> I'm just impressed that he got down the road with it. Like, How did he get that on top of his car? It looks really heavy. It does. It must like, be hollow. And like, I'm, I mean, also, I'm kind of surprised his car didn't like cave in. That's what <laughs> like, I would think. It's just this little, you know, five-person... Camry, and this has got this big, long metal pole on top of it. You would think that it was like, I don't know if you watched these when you were little, those like dump truck videos of like things smashing cars, and yeah. I'd just like to point out the fact that the article also says that he has a long rap sheet, and he's been arrested 48 times in Florida since 71. On charges such as grand theft, burglary, and probation violation. Wow. Yeah, that makes me really believe that he didn't know that it was illegal to take things from the side of the road. Well, maybe he's done. So he's been arrested 48 times. Maybe he's just really dumb and he's done a lot of these kind <laughs> of th like he's been he was arrested in previous times for grand theft. And this is considered grand theft. So I'm thinking that probably in prior times, he's just done things like this, like, oh, it's on the side of the road. It's no one's. And do you think, then do you think the, trouble. the officers like know him? And oh, they like yeah. pull them over and they're like, oh my goodness, it's 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 Hatley again. <laughs> since off on another crazy scheme. <laughs> since nineteen seventy one, that's like since he was twenty. <laughs> the last fifty years. Forty eight crimes in fifty years. This man's been stealing stuff off the side of the road for as long as he's been alive. Yeah, I think that's more the story than the the pole on the side of the road. <laughs> that's impressive. Well, you're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. And now we're going to go into a new segment that Nick prepared for us before he exited the show. But we're going to still take the idea. And this is, this would be funnier if you could see it. If you're not listening carefully, you will miss things. Important things. So often we find ourselves having to write around any sort of visual gags on the show because we're a radio program, obviously. So we thought we'd try, and probably fail, to communicate some visual gags by playing just the audio from some funny videos. Let's take a listen. We'll make a call first and we'll all get out together. No, go on, get out. I can't get out. Well, we'll make a call first and we'll all get out together. Go on, Larry, make your call. Well, I get my nickel. No! I'm sorry. Well, you should be careful. Oh, you made me drop the nickel. I heard it bounce. Yeah. Well, I'll get it. Let oh, me do it. You know, a guy like you can make a lot of trouble around here. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Ouch! Quick, get oh. over here. You imbecile, look, you broke my eggs. Oh, no. Hey, be careful up there. What's what? the idea? <laughs> hey. What'd he say? Quiet. Wow. So this is from the Three Stooges. They're cramming four people into a phone booth trying to make a call, and the one guy is holding a bunch of uh, groceries. In a brown paper bag. Yeah. <laughs> so so the, the one guy... Well, you probably heard he drops his dime. He drops to the floor, and then... The other guy's like, oh, I, I heard it drop. <laughs> and so he suddenly this guy's like on the floor trying to scramble for a dime, and then his hand's <laughs> getting stepped on. There's some crunching that you probably heard. And then the eggs start falling out of the grocery bag and like... <laughs> on <his laughs> Onto the other guy's head, and then 
he turns to look down and a bunch of milk spills out of his carton on the guy's face. Oh, yeah, th that's this fabulous part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a nasty sound. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then he pushes the brown paper bag of groceries back into the grocery man's head and... <laughs> That's so there's some slapping each other and yeah, <laughs> various slapstick humor. <laughs> yes, very. Three Stooges right. are notorious for that one. Okay, let's. This go. next one is from the Pink Panther, and just to set this up, um, Inspector Clouseau is reminiscing about how good he used to be on parallel bars. Okay, I have not seen Pink Panther, so this will be an experience. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, it's all coming back now. <laughs> So the joke here is that uh, the screen is cut in such a way that that um, you can't see it. There's a stairwell right next to the parallel bars, and he kind of jumps off the parallel bars and goes right down the stairwell into a room full of people. <laughs> a room full of women. <laughs> Just play that one more Let's time. Play that one more time. Yeah. Ah, yes, I remember. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All the way down the stairs. <laughs> and within the context of the movie, it's even funnier because these people are people he's trying to, like, brief on recent criminal activity. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's supposed to be, like, the stoic inspector coming in to kind of interrogate them and see who done it. But he gets distracted <laughs> on the parallel bars. <laughs> right, yes. And ends up tumbling down in the Makes room. Makes it quite a... <laughs> Quite an entrance, entrance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. And next up, we have an interview with Hillsdale student Alex Schnell, all the way from Germany, which I will admit we did record earlier today, <laughs> which is why Nick is still with us in this clip. So hit it. You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. And we have a very special international guest in the studio with us all the way from Deutschland. It's Alex Schnell. Yep, that's me. Thanks for coming out. No problem. So I think the first question that we're going to have to address here is that when you speak English, you don't have a German accent. How how did that happen? You have a very unique accent. Um, I lived in Wisconsin, um, and I lived in the country there. That That's one thing. And the other thing is that I got tired at age two. Uh, and, yeah, um, so it's pretty much native for me. Nice. How many years were you, you in Wisconsin? Uh, just a year. So this is not your first time in the United States? Uh, no, not at all. So did that first trip factor into you wanting to come here as an exchange uh, student? Yes, for sure. Um, I really enjoyed my time in Wisconsin and in America. I just love this country. What can I say? <laughs> um, and I, I knew from that point on that I, was, I wanted to study here. And that was pretty clear for me. Um, so I went and toured some colleges. Um, I actually didn't tour Heldstell. Um, I came in here cold, so the first time I actually uh, saw campus was uh, when I stepped foot here, um, like when I when I came here. But uh, I, I was pretty sure that um, I was going to apply to Hillsdale. I was not sure that I was going to get in. It was actually kind of a long shot, but I got in. I'm very grateful and very happy for that. Awesome. And you transferred here, right? So you went to school for a year yeah. in Germany? As a non-degree seeking student, I went um, in Munster, Germany. I actually applied last year. For health still i got in i had to because there was some stuff um going around my family also some monetary issues mm -hmm. um a family friend got sick and everything uh, so i had to, i had to 
uh, wait a year. I had to spend a year, get some credits back in Germany. Um, I live in a small town, so the nearest uh, appropriate community college was uh, two hours away. So um, that's kind of the downside of small town living, I guess. Yeah, uh, I went to Münster for, for a year, got some college credits in, and now I'm here as a transfer sophomore. So I've heard that there are a lot of differences in academic structure between Europe, especially Germany, and the United States in like the college structure. Uh, is that true? That is indeed very true, especially not not really between Germany and the United States. I guess it's comparable to state school, I would say. Okay. But um, there is a lot of differences between Hillsdale and, uh, and the, for example, the community college, the college I went to last year. Um, so first of all, you uh, if you want to study abroad in Europe, be prepared to... Um, Go to classes with, uh, to have your classes with um, 800 or more people. Uh, the lecture halls fit about 1,000 people, the biggest ones of them, and they are packed, absolutely packed. Uh, it's highly impersonal. You don't know your professors at all. You don't know your, um, your fellow students at all. Um, so be prepared for that. Um, but also, at, at the, uh, on the other hand, I guess it's a very, um, it's a very good experience to um, um, get to live in a foreign culture, um, mm-hmm. get get that experience firsthand, um, and just uh, if you want to, for example, study abroad in Europe, um, you can do it to um, get to know the language and get to know the culture, but just be prepared for um, that, that it's going to be very impersonal. And you were mentioning earlier a bit about when it, you said growing up in a small town, one of the downsides was that college was far away, but could you tell me some of the upsides of growing up in a small town? There is way more upsides than downsides. I mean, um, part of the reason I want to go to Hillsdale as well is that I really want to avoid the big city lifestyle. I'm not a big city guy at all whatsoever. Um, I love the country living. I love the small town living. I, mm-hmm. For example, Wisconsin, the uh, uh, the time I spent there, I lived on a farm, mm-hmm. um, so that wasn't too far removed from um, well from where I grew up. Uh, for example, I'm a chicken breeder, so that's mm-hmm. something you, you can't do in a, in a big city. I, I breed chickens for shows and for everything. Um, it, it's a very personal community, which I value absolutely. You know everyone, like uh, people back home, just pretty much the entire town wants to know how, how, how I'm, I'm doing in Hillsdale because I'm like uh, one of the very few people who ever studied in America. So uh, they all want to know. They're all interested in you. Um, and it's just way more personal uh, if you compare it to a big city, which is super anonymous. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I totally prefer small-town living, country living over the big city. No questions asked. So when you came to America, and I guess still now while you're here, what were some of the big culture shock things? Like, What are things that we Americans do that we're like, oh, that's just normal, that like as a European you're like, hmm, that's, that's kind of interesting? Uh, you mean like the first time or now? Because now I'm pretty much used to it. Well, well the first time, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, th- I would say the biggest shock would be uh, the metric system, imperial system, that sort of thing. So <laughs> at yeah. first, you got to convert everything. After about a year, you're you're into it. So you're, you're on top of it now. So now I can just like think in imperial. But at first, uh, when I was coming here, I had to convert every single unit. I didn't know what was going on. I had to convert every everything into grams and, and, and liters and whatnot. Wh- so, which one do you think is better? Um... I like to keep that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything else? Um, everything's everything's bigger in America. Absolutely, the portions, uh, like the food portions, are bigger. Uh, the cars are bigger. Everything, everything is just bigger. You say everything's bigger in Texas. Europeans say everything's bigger in America. And then again, everything's bigger in Texas. So yeah. Right. <laughs> Interesting. So in the Collegian, I read that um, your family has a painting business. Is that, yeah, that is, is that correct. Right? What do you guys? What do you paint? Uh, we, we paint walls. We're not artists or anything. Like uh, We don't paint like murals or, or paintings or whatnot. Sure. Uh, we paint walls. Uh, we also 
uh, do a bunch of other stuff. Um, basically everything around the house, construction-wise. I worked on many construction sites, and it just it's hands-on work. I I love it, you know. So, um, with that, I guess, is there anything kind of strange or interesting that we might not know about the painting business? Well, uh, we started off. Uh, we just celebrated our twentieth anniversary. Nice. Um, my parents, uh, the first they ra- raised the uh, painting business, and two years later they started raising me. So. Uh-huh. So what prompted them to start a painting business? Um, my dad um, worked as a painter before that, and he just uh, wanted to become self-employed. I wanted to start his own business. Um, so I guess uh, that entrepreneurial uh, spirit there mm-hmm. as well. So going back to the differences between, uh, I guess, Europe and America, is there anything about Europe that Americans don't really know? Like, what's something that we wouldn't think about? So we have some eating habits in Germany. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. That's like a German-Dutch thing, I guess. But um, we eat uh, <laughs> probably worse than that for you. Better for me. I like it. But most of the, most of you probably wouldn't like it. Uh, we eat uh, raw pork for breakfast and raw beef. So it's Whoa. called Met. Uh, if you're ever in Germany, try it. Try it. Try it. Try it. It's super. It is super tasty. I absolutely encourage everyone to try it. Um, you're missing out on something. Wow. And that's for breakfast. First thing in the morning. That's for breakfast. First right. thing in the morning. As a matter of fact, Holy once God. I um, once I come back. Um, I am going to stuff myself with some (laughs) raw flesh. You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, and we're interviewing Hillsdale transfer student from Germany, sophomore Alex Schnell. Alex, I was wondering, I'm a German student here, only in German 201. So No, just just taking the language, a couple classes. How come? I thought it'd be interesting. How come I'm not majoring? I uh, know. How come you're oh. taking the classes? Oh well, um, I took Spanish in high school, but I didn't remember enough of it, so I would have had to start at the one-on-one level. So I thought, why not take a um, language that I've heard is really good here, and we have really good professors. And so far, I've not been disappointed. And good I'm choice. Three semesters in, so ich liebe es. Um, anyway, no, I, was <laughs> I, I was. I was wondering. Um, since I know that Schnell means fast in Germany, uh-huh. do you get a lot of jokes about that here or back home? I do. I do. <laughs> um, yes. Um, yes, Schnell means fast. Uh, so, I, and so people are like, I'm, I'm always late. So they always <laughs> say, your last name's fast. What, what the heck's going on with you? Uh, I'm like, oh, I'm still late. Sorry. I'm not, again, I'm not very German in that regard as well. Uh, oh, that's right. They're very punctual people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very punctual. Oh, gee. Uh-huh. Okay. I have a question about uh, the workday in Germany. Is it comparable to America in like the hours that you work yeah, per just day? Just 95. 95. Comparable, pretty yeah. standard. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, in our painting business, we do 7.30 to 4. But okay. Yeah. So I took one semester of German here, and one of the one spill of your th- skills. <laughs> nah, well, well, one of the things that I do remember is that there was like second breakfast or something. And I don't remember that at all. Do you not? Oh, I do remember. Uh, okay, now second breakfast, I feel like is one of the things that you definitely should have said you wish that America has, because I wish America had second breakfast. What I don't it? have time for second breakfast even at home. That's the issue. <laughs> is it literally just a second breakfast? That's very rare that I get to have one. No, really? you, normally you only have like breakfast, dinner, supper. Oh, um, so it's not very common. 
No, um, sometimes if your breakfast was pretty bad, um, like when I had classes canceled in high school, I, I just ate breakfast at like what was it, seven thirty, and that um, like I had my first two periods, and then the third and fourth period got canceled, so I, I got a little window there, so I uh, I got back home and had second breakfast, yeah. And then went back to school, so that's how it went. It's, it's see, pretty rare to have it. See, Nick, I feel like you can just start your own tradition and have second breakfast. You don't have to. All America has to do it. You know, breakfast in most places no. is open until at least eleven. All America has to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time. That's right. We're busy saving the free. I don't world. even have first breakfast. <laughs> that's most true. Days I, I oh, me neither. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Breakfast is not the most that, important meal of the day. That is the that, college life. That indeed. is a myth. I love breakfast. It's it's the best meal of the day, but it often not too often gets only sick. on Sunday brunch. Let's just slide that in there. <laughs> is there a school that's like comparable to Hillsdale in Germany in terms of like reputation? Kind of the same thing we have here over there. And oh no, really, <laughs> not a single one. Huh? Nope. You can't find any Hillsdale like schools in Germany. You can you can look all over the country. You're never gonna find a school. Um, that's similar to Hillsdale. Nope. Wow. Not even in size. Um, colleges are usually about 10,000 people minimum. Oh, okay. How did you find Hillsdale? Um, I found it when I, uh, I found it when I spent time in Wisconsin. Um, I looked in a bunch of different colleges. Um, I looked at, um, basically, uh, a couple other colleges and then Hillsdale, which was a stretch for me. Um, so I had to improve my test scores, which I did, and then I could apply to Hillsdale. Um, so I applied. I got in the first time, had to defer, got in the second time, and now I'm here. Very nice. Nice. Well, we're glad you're here. Um, thank you so much for coming on. It's my pleasure. Um, I, I was wondering, oh, one last favor. Could sure. you say um, you're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM in German? Yes. Wir sind das Love bei Radio Free Hillsdale 101,7 FM. Very nice. You awesome. heard the man. You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Thanks for coming on, Alex Schnell. Not My your typical pleasure. European.